Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here. I had to sneeze. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah, oh, that's delicious. Today is Monday, January 29th. Last podcast of January 2024 already. Just amazing. Ah, so I have a bunch of things to talk about today, actually, a fairly long list, so I may not get to all of it. But first, um, and very important, is, and I forgot to mention, the Twisted Magic audiobook is live. It is on Audible and will be on iTunes. It's probably on iTunes by now. Uh, not on YouTube yet. That'll be in three months because I'm doing the 90-day exclusive on Audible to help make back my investment when I paid for the audiobook. But you can um, certainly listen to it on either of those if you like or wait 90 days. I, a couple of you have messaged me and asked and one person said, well, they just have to go listen to the rest of the series for the next three months, which thank you. I'm so glad that you are enjoying the books. Ah, um, other important piece of news is that if you are a writer, um, or maybe a reader reviewer too, and you are a big fan of Tanith Lee, uh, there's some things going on with Tanith Lee's, the 10th anniversary of her passing. I have some other exciting news that I can't reveal just yet, but it'll, it's coming. And if you are interested in being interviewed about Tanith Lee, her influence on you, on your work, if she is one of your influences, please message me. I, you all know how to find me. Send me a message. I am making a list of names for a group that are going to be doing some interviews. And yes, I totally want to be interviewed. And they're doing a tribute anthology to her. And I'm really seriously thinking about doing a story for that. Um, I'm not sure it's the wisest business decision. Anthologies don't typically pay all that well. They're doing a Kickstarter for it, um, but I kind of want to. So I have my uh, annual planning call with Agent Sarah this afternoon, and it's on my list to ask her what she thinks about doing that. Amusingly, it was not on my list, but I put it on there. Now I just popped over. So thank you for that reminder. Uh, okay, let's see. So it feels like <laughs> feels like it was a busy weekend. I wanted to say it's been a week, but it's been a weekend. Um, all right, so one thing is, I was going to say, let's address the elephant in the room. I, I work with somebody who uses that phrase frequently, and it's it's never what they mean. Um, I always want to say it's not really the elephant in the room. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this comes from a long-ago story um, about, uh, what was it called, Harvey? Harvey, who, could, who had an invisible friend, a man, uh, who had an invisible friend that was a, believe, a giant pink elephant. Okay, so I was getting it totally wrong. Um, I don't know what I'm thinking of, but I was not thinking of the correct thing. So it's good that I, I checked. Um, 
it actually comes from maybe some Russian writers. Uh, Dostoevsky, in his novel Demons, wrote, Belinsky was just like Krylov's inquisitive man who didn't notice the elephant in the museum. And Krylov uh, wrote this fable called The Inquisitive Man, which tells of a man who goes to a museum and notices all sorts of tiny things, but fails to notice an elephant. So anyway, the elephant in the room is like the looming topic that everybody is avoiding topic talking about. Uh, and it's you can really only use it if everybody in the room is aware that there is this looming topic. It's not like, oh, I have this thing that I'm hesitating to tell you about. I know, I'm overanalyzing. Anyway, so I posted um, onto threads yesterday morning because I had seen yet another class uh, that was titled, and, and this is of a theme, this one was titled Outlining for Pantsers. Uh, there have been other ones, Plotting for Pantsers. And those of you who've been listening to me for a long time know that I have a real problem with this. Um, and so I posted a series of posts about it. It's on threads, so I don't know what we call it. Um, and I didn't do a great job of threading them either. They're not necessarily in order because I kept thinking of more things to say. Uh, but my point is, is it's really frustrating to me that there are so many um, classes and workshops specifically targeted at teaching people who don't pre-plot or outline, called Pantser. And for any of those of you new to, to this, let me quickly uh, recapitulate. Pantser comes from the phrase to fly by the seat of your pants, which means to be completely out of control, right? And I believe, strongly, strongly believe that pantser is a term coined by people who don't like the feeling of being out of control in their writing, which is fine. If that's how you are, fine. You know, I have, I am friends with people who outline and pre-plot. <laughs> yes, that's a joke. Um, but no, I, we are all different and we are all on a spectrum. And you, you all know, if you don't by now, that my mantra is find out what your process is and own it uh, because our processes are as unique as our voices, okay? How you create, how you write is not the same as how I write. We might have overlapping areas, but no two people are going to be exactly the same because creativity is a very individual thing. So, so yeah, there's the classic dichotomy has been set up as plotter versus pantser. Um, and I don't like either term. Um, I, I don't think that people who write the way I do would have called it pantsing. Um, I know that many of us use it because that's the common vernacular and that's what people understand. Uh, but it's one of those things where by setting up plotter against pantser, plotter <laughs> implies that the people who are pantsing are not plotting. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We all plot, okay? We all plot because we. if you don't plot, you don't have a story, 
right? You might have like a slice of life vignette or a poem, but every writer who does stories or novels plots. The difference is when you do it, which is why I say pre-plotter. People who pre-plot are the people who figure out exactly what the plot's going to be ahead of time. And they get it all, and sometimes they outline it. Sometimes they bullet point it. Sometimes they do various things where they sketch it out, but they figure it out before they start the process of writing. Now, for many of those people, it changes along the way. In fact, I, I don't know if I've ever met anyone who wrote exactly according to their outline or the plot they came up ahead of time. Um, maybe you're out there. I'd be interested to hear if, if you do. But um, most people, it changes along the way. But that's not the same as someone who writes the way I write, which is I like to call it being an intuitive writer, which I feel like is a nice big umbrella. And it's intuitive versus analytical. The analytical people, and, and I've compared notes with some of them, they really think through the story. Whereas the intuitive people, it feels more like channeling. It feels like the story flows in from somewhere else. Um, and we don't figure out the story until we are writing it. And and this is why I get frustrated by classes, one of the many reasons, that say, well, I can teach you how to plot if you're a pantser, or I can teach you how to outline if you're a pantser. It's like, no, no, I, my mind, my story brain does not work that way, okay? Uh, and if you're telling me that you can teach me to do it as I'm writing, well, I don't need to do that as I'm writing because the way I write, my method is already there. So now I'm going to make a very, very important caveat here. If you have not yet figured out your process, then yes, try many things. Try lots of different techniques. Uh, some people who responded to this thread, most people, you know, like some people sent me gifts of standing ovations, um, because my whole point is that you don't have to change your process if it's working for you. Okay. You, you don't have to outline and it's frustrating to me because it feels like there is this persistent pressure from the people who are the pre-plotters, who are the outliners. Another way of looking at it is, um, architect versus gardener, whether or not you have all the blueprints ahead of time or whether you plant the seeds and nourish them and wait to see what grows. Uh, and, you know, like all of these things, these are usually a spectrum, right? You know, you're going to be somewhere along there. Uh, but there feels like there is this ongoing pressure that you must learn to outline, that you must learn to plot. And I hear reasons for it too. They say, well, um, you'll waste a lot of time writing if you uh, don't outline ahead of time or if you don't pre-plot. Uh, or you'll spend a huge amount of time in revision. And okay, so maybe that's true. Maybe you will, um, maybe that's how it works. But I'm going to tell you all something, and I didn't end up saying this on this thread, and I don't say it often, but I know it's true from talking to other people who are intuitive writers who write like I do. Uh, 
And it, you know, like last week, somebody asked me, how do I write so fast? How am I so productive? And I really do think that part of why I'm able to write fast is because I don't spend time outlining ahead of time. I don't spend time pre-plotting. I am, I just let the story flow. And the more I can take my conscious control out of it, the faster I can write. Um, and this is just, this is me. This is what works for me. I've discovered this is what works for me. Um, it may not work for other people. I have tried to teach it to other people and it doesn't always work for them. Some people will come back and say, well, they write much faster if they have an outline ahead of time. Great. I mean, that's what we want. We all want to be as creative and productive as possible, right? Um, but this is a method that works for me, right? And I will add that you know, I feel like there's a strong mythology out there that if you write this way, because uh, people have said it to me, they're like, well, then you spend a lot of time in revision, right? I do not. Um, I, it takes me generally, and I, you know, all know I keep track of my metrics. It takes me somewhere around 50 to 55 to 60 days to write my first draft of a novel. And it takes me two weeks to edit it. And and I think I write good books. Um, I've, you know, won awards and that kind of thing. And people like to read them. And uh, yeah, I, I, this is working for me. And I'm not saying that's going to work for anyone else. But seeing this kind of ongoing attitude out there that let me teach. And, and see, the thing is, is these are targeted at pantsers, right? It's not... Um, a class on learning to outline. It's not a class on learning to pre-plot. They're saying for painters, right? Because clearly we need to teach these people. And I've been trying to think of an analogy to, and I've come up with a perfect one, but partly what's, I don't know, a little bit bothersome to me is that a lot of people responded to this thread and a lot of people were happy and saying, thank you. I keep feeling like there's something wrong with me. I keep trying to learn to outline before I write and I can't. And yeah, it's like, yeah, this is how we are. Um, it, it's not a matter of being taught. Um, and someone responded on that thread and said that it reminded them of extroverts telling introverts that they need to just get over themselves and learn to socialize. And I think that's a great analogy. I was trying to think of one too, to explain to some of the people who responded. Interestingly, um, a couple of people responded fairly defensively and saying things to me like, well, you don't have to take the class or, you know, some of us want that. Or someone said, well, you know, I was a devoted pantser until I took X course and then it converted me and I'm so happy. And interestingly, both of these people, they had, they were publishing their first book and oh, my best beloved, let me tell you, <laughs> you just don't know. You don't know what your process is after you've written one book. I'm sorry. You just don't. Um, and I know this because I did not know what my process was when I wrote my first book. And in fact, I think if you go out and you find writers 
who have written five books or 10 books or 15 or 20, or me with 65 published titles at this point, if you ask them at what point did they really start to figure out their process, it's going to be several books in, or they might say, I'm still working on it. Uh, so, you know, yes, writing a book is hard. Yes, it's a big accomplishment. But if you've written one, you just, it's not the flex that you think it is to say that you know what what your process is at this point, because you just don't. Uh, it just takes time. So I was trying to think of a way to explain to these people that it's not about, I mean, I know I don't have to take the class. Somebody said, well, you know, this this wasn't for you. And that's like, okay. But so here's my analogy. And, and I've now I've given it too much buildup and it's not a great analogy. But, you know, to me, it strikes me as like if I were going out and I had a class saying, or a bunch of us had classes saying, we're going to teach left-handed people how to use their right hand for everything. And because it's so much easier for you to live in a right-handed world. So we're going to teach you all. And yeah, we might have some success. We might have people, and this is where the analogy breaks down, because does anybody not really know what handedness they are? But, you know, you are going to have some people who will take the lesson and say, oh, okay, it is easier to operate in a right-handed world if I use my right hand. So I will go ahead and, you know, use these tools and thank you. But the thing is, is when these classes are targeted at intuitive writers, there is a strong implication that they need to learn how to do something other than what they naturally do. And that's why people were replying to me and saying, thank you. You know, I feel seen. And I was, um, I was waving the permission wand. I'm like, I give you permission to write without an outline. You do not need to outline your books. You can still be successful. Uh, and now I kind of want to do a series where I just periodically tweet famous authors who wrote this way, who wrote intuitively. Um, and a great example is Agatha Christie. She's a great example because um, more than one person has said to me, well, but you have for mysteries, you have to outline a mystery. And it's like, no, you don't. Agatha Christie did not. She did not know who the murderer was till she got to the end of the book. And that is how it works for some authors. And it's, it's a perfectly legitimate way to write. So, so this is me explaining all the things on this. Um, I did have my friends messaging me and commenting on some people who had replied to it, you know, and saying, well, I think they missed your point. And it's like, yeah, you know, people read stuff fast and they miss my point, but that's what it is. If, if you are an intuitive writer, if you write for discovery, if analyzing doesn't work for you, here I am waving the permission wand. You don't have to do those things. Um, you know, I, and, and a couple people commented on this and I was certainly that soldier for a long time where, you know, you'd take these classes and try to learn these things where you do these character analysis and, you know, like GMC, gold motivation conflict never worked for me. And after a while I figured out why. Um, so don't beat yourself up trying to, 
adopt someone else's process. Uh, yes, take take classes if you want to learn new things, have fun. It's good for us. It's stimulating, but absolutely no shame in. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up. I'm not. I'm actually. My throat is dry. There we go. Um, absolutely no shame in discarding those tools. And uh, yeah, just like you tell the extroverts that you're very happy staying home with your cats, uh, you can tell people that you're very happy not outlining and pre-plotting and not call you a pantser, right? Let's get rid of that word. All right. I hope you all have a great week. Hope you create the way you want to create. And I will talk to you all on Friday. You all take care. Bye-bye.